the biggest thing, and I, I'm going to use Mal O'Brien and Haley Adams as an example here. You know, they just took a year off. You know, two to the youngest, most talented individuals, which I actually have a personal relationship really with Haley, but bo both of them, I, I would consider them like my friends, right? Mm -hmm. They're phenomenal humans mm -hmm. and they're doing so good. But like, I respect them for taking a year off and I hope it opens the eyes of a lot of these younger females of like the importance of knowing your identity. And it's like the, the identity conversation. I was like, I just want, if you're listening to this, I just want you to know you're enough. Okay, I want to start. I want to start by hearing. Are we recording? Just uh, yeah. Okay, I just yeah. didn't know. I'm just yeah. We'll just we'll just. Uh, Man, these microphones are awesome. <laughs> you sound. Uh, we sound like radio DJs. Um, man, it's really good to be with you. You as well. Thank you for thank you for doing this. Super cool to happy to do it. Have a conversation with you. Um, I want to start. I want to start talking about love love huh? yeah okay the, the last time that we got to hang out you were a you were a single man and then you know i hop on your instagram and i see in the blink of an eye i know that's not really true because it's been like a couple years since we've seen each other yeah absolutely but you're now a married man you've been married for about a year yep how did you guys meet so through actually mayhem mission oh cool which is why i'm really here to represent mayhem um, obviously support the fittest experience in the CrossFit community. Mm -hmm. um, and we're running a spectator workout for a mission. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so how I met my wife, it was a nonprofit event, endurance, um, or what do you call it? Uh, OCR, so obstacle course race called, um, now it's called Legends of the Falls, mm -hmm. but it was called Outside the Box. Anyway, Mayhem okay. Mission um obstacle course race it was like four four mile run and it's like every you know quarter to half a mile there's a few obstacles and they're crossfit movements anyway we both were helping work this nonprofit event for mayhem and that's how we met and then do you want me to keep going with the story or because oh, it's a long story well. i can try to give you the elevator pitch anyway long story short we both ended up moving to mayhem similar times we were friends for a year oh cool friends zoned each other mm -hmm. um yeah just around each other all the time. And then eventually after a year of knowing each other's friends, we're like, hey, I'm attracted to you. And I think this could work. You want to go on a date? And then we're like, yeah, this is going to work. <laughs> we that's love awesome, each other. Man. So yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's how it happened. Well, congrats on, you said like almost a year of marriage. Yeah, actually yesterday was our 11, officially 11th month. So wow. yep, during the open, we got married or yeah, married last year, February What's 25th. It's probably all downhill from here. It's probably all easy <laughs> at this point. Uh, oh, man. So when you came to, and you still live in Cookville. Yes, sir. Yep. When you first got there, how long have you been in Cookville now? Three and a half, four years. Were you involved with Mayhem Mission? Is that something where it's like, hey, man, you're, you're here, you're part of the crew, and so we're all just as a part of, of our job, we're going to participate in this, or, or how does... How did that transition work? Because it seems like this is something that is really important to you now. I mean, that's the reason that you're here. Is it always? Yeah, absolutely. Is it always something that you were involved in or did you later get involved? That's yeah, a great question. So before I moved to Mayhem, well, let me back up. Before I ever met Rich Froning, right, which is mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of CrossFitters say this, but he's the reason why I wanted to start CrossFit and to begin with. I didn't know you could work out for a living. <laughs> and I was just. It does seem like a great loophole. It's like, right? oh, this guy's he's got it figured out. Yeah. 
For sure. So, and again, I'll try to keep this short, not too long-winded, but I'm like watching ESPN back when he was, you know, in the individual side of things, talking about Rich here. Saw Galatians 614 on the side, him talking a little bit about his faith. He looks like Leonidas out there. He's, you know, shredded, jacked, crushing people in fitness workouts, and he's just like stealing the crowd. And I was like, wait, this is a, this is the thing. Anyway, long story short, I get to meet him, his family, and uh, his CFO of Mayhem who helps him with finance, financial stuff. His name is Brian Nelson. He was here at Fittest. Yeah. Yep. The last yeah. couple of years, just ha- hanging out, um, like supporting Mayhem Mission. Anyway, he, Rich Froning and Brian Nelson started Mayhem Mission. I met them literally six months before they started it and got to connect with them, help with a few nonprofit events. And I told them, I was like, I want to help support you in any way. At the time, I was at Training Think Tank in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they gave me an invite. So like, honestly, moving my first year in Cookville, the real reason was because of my mission and to be able to have a platform to that I was confident to share my faith through and help support as far as what they were doing and serving through the communities and serving these other nonprofit. Um, granted, it was new, but like partnering with these other nonprofits and serving ultimately um, the kingdom of God. Right. And growing my faith through that. But. Yeah, that was that was the the main reason to move to Cookville. And then the secondary one, which has now been huge in my life, is, you know, hey, do I have what it takes to be a professional CrossFit athlete? Why not learn from the best and see if I have what it takes? And then within really about six months, I felt like <laughs> wanting wanting to quit every day with <laughs> Rich beat me into the ground with training volume. He pretty much turned me into a CrossFit athlete. <laughs> so you were already very involved in, and I'm sorry that I don't know this, but, but I think it's, You're good. it's cool to hear because I'm sure that people watching this will have the same questions. So you were involved with CrossFit before you came to Mayhem. And like you said, you're doing training think tank. Yes, sir. And how long had you been doing CrossFit before you were like, Hey, I'm going to go to Cookville. I'm going to go all in to this thing. Yeah. No, yeah. So I was, I was in CrossFit for roughly two years and then yeah, I was I was deciding like, hey, I, I believe I have potential, like genetic potential, right? Like to continue to get fitter every year and to to make it to the top of the sport. And I played college baseball and that was my dream to play professional baseball. I hung that up, was helping a little bit of like family business stuff. And then I was like, you know what? I want to try to chase something else professionally. And that was when I saw Rich and all that stuff and found CrossFit. But yeah, I moved and that was my it was interesting. It was like, that was me going all in moving to Cookville, but also it was like, I know I'm going to find out real quick if I can even do this or not. If this was a good idea. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and it took about six months. I won't lie. The first four months I wanted to quit pretty much every day. It was, it was, uh, me being put in the meat grinder is the best way I can describe it. Now, was that hard because psychologically it felt like okay i'm not a part of the crew yet rich is rich is clearly trying to put me through hard workouts to see if i can hack it 100 or was it or was it like physically it's like oh man this training is actually just a lot harder than i yeah all the above yeah well i think rich was i had a unique relationship with rich right off the bat he and i were like i guess we had a a a an interesting unique bond just because it was like we kind of understood each other just as bros thrown down on a barbell mm-hmm. and not to mention like sharing the fact that we're no, we're both like men founded on faith right as our foundation so it was like we understood each other but i still think to your point like he was still like 
in the back of his mind, like, well, I want to, I want to test this kid because if if he wants to be the best at the sport, like, he needs to train like it, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna try to break him. Mm-hmm. And he did try to break me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll never forget, like, and this is no offense <clears throat> to training think tank, but this is one small example. Like the first week I was there, I remember the most handstand walking I've ever done in a workout in my life was like 300 feet with like intervals, not just mm-hmm. all at one time, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, oh yeah, I'm the man. I just did 300 feet of handstand walking in one workout, like at one time I, and I and I made it happen, you know? And then my first week at Mayhem, we had one workout that had a thousand feet of handstand walking. And ev- not only that, but every 50 feet, you had to go over two obstacles for a thousand <laughs> feet total volume. And I remember like, that's why I bring up, you know, like saying, hey, it was the meat grinder. Uh-huh. Like, man, there was times where he would leave the gym or the barn and like go eat something or do stuff with family and then come back. And I'm still diving in the chalk bucket, surviving, trying no. to finish the workout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not like he beats me by like a couple minutes, but like uh, by like 45 minutes in certain he, workouts. He had had enough time to take a nap, a nice meal, yes. change clothes. Oh, man. Tell me some other, I you know couple of gym rats here tell yeah. me some of the other workouts that really stand out as is salient in your mind it's like man it's a, it's a handstand workout there's this one and that that changed my mindset of of what i could accomplish like in that six months did you feel like yeah it was hard and you wanted to quit but also man i got through this workout and i felt like i hit another level so to speak you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah yeah absolutely i think and i i want to not that I want to divert from your question because there's divert so many away. there's so many workouts that I could I could like reference. But but I want to touch on a little something that's a little different, unique, just mm-hmm. so maybe your the listeners can like have a little something different to hear. And it's and it's one of the the coolest things I've ever learned from Rich. And I've learned so many things that there's a list of things. But was the man you was outside the gym. Hmm. This this man, like, he just has to move. He has to do things. He's very physical. Not just okay, yeah, you know, whatever, you know, win the world's fittest man title a few times excuse me, 10 times, but he, when he's done, he's working, whether it's on his bison farm with his family, he's doing the next thing over and over and over. And then he's training again. And then he's doing this the next thing with his family again. And you, know, you have not a lot of professional athletes now, who like after their, you know, first session, they're laying on the couch, sipping on Gatorade, kicking their feet up. Mm-hmm. Not that like he wouldn't want to do that, but like he's, that's what impressed me the most of like, oh, okay, this is a professional like lifestyle. Like, He's getting all these other things done with his other businesses, doing all these other things, and he's so active, but yet he's still doing more training volume in the, the course of two to three hours. Like he, what he gets done in two to three hours is what other athletes do an entire day, wow. and he's doing that multiple times a day still with that, like getting other things done. And that that was one thing that really impressed me, like as far as overall volume. When I first moved there, I was like, "There's just no way." Like what we just did in two hours would take me all day, like last year. Hmm. That is really interesting. And so the the example he said, not even with the workouts, but just the the overall approach to his life. Totally. Makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, we read biographies, not because we want to relive these highlights of someone's life, but I think we read these stories of Teddy Roosevelt or yeah. whatever. And it's George like Washington. Hey, yeah, it's like, what was his day to day? Like what were the things that he was doing? that if I could somehow replicate that and mimic that, you know, maybe I would be able to do something noteworthy as well. That's cool. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like I said, learned a lot from him. What else? I mean, you're still there. You've been there, like you said, a few years now. 
Um, I'm sure there's other things with, man, the desire to serve, the way that you guys are incorporating your personal belief system into the brand. Um, yeah, what are some other things you found out that, man, I thought it was this way, but now that I've been doing it for several years, it's actually this way. Just CrossFit itself? or It could be CrossFit, you know, but like we were saying before we started rolling, yeah. I'm interested in, in the other stuff as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just, it's like anything in life. Like we could talk about this in CrossFit, right? Like con- consistency hmm. is what it takes. And like now my mindset's going towards the Mayhem Mission thing. Because like I said, when I moved to, to Mayhem, like Mayhem Mission was new. We didn't mm. really know what we were doing. Mm. Right. And we like sought out other um, people that were involved with bigger nonprofits who could counsel us. And now I'm speaking on <laughs> Mayhem Mission board and on their behalf. But uh, it's been neat to see Mayhem Mission grow in the last several years, almost along with me and my growth at Mayhem as a CrossFit athlete. Mm-hmm. I've, I've pretty much was like there for the birth of Mayhem Mission and uh, seen the growth of all these huge nonprofits and different organizations and local communities and big churches around the country that we've been able to partner with and not to mention now we send like uh not necessarily a dozen but now i think we have like roughly eight trips globally ready for this next year that we uh are gonna go serve whether it's like for me for example for the last three years and i could talk a year off about this i've had the opportunity to go to Aquitos, peru and mm. go serve um, drop into different CrossFit gyms, do little mini training camps and share, you know, Mayhem Mission's values and then go do life with some people in the jungle, in the Amazon jungle and like go like bring supplies and medicine and Spanish Bibles to them and just hang out with them, do life with them and just share the gospel and like learn from these villagers and they're, they're just lifestyle. And it's like, it's amazing to see how much we've been able to support and serve um, just with Mayhem Mission in the in the country but to hone this back into your question you know what have, what have you seen that maybe things were not the way you thought i think it's like crossfit any business you do anything in life right i'm i'm taking it back to the the word i used in the beginning of me speaking was consistency is mm. you have boots on the ground in anything and you're continuing day in day out to show up and do your part it, like you don't even have to sometimes even have a plan you just show up put one foot in front of the other and mm. things things start falling into place and i think that trust right because there's always unknowns in life and i know i'm talking very vaguely right we could be talking about a non-profit a profit like man mission we could talk about being a professional or trying to be a professional crossfit athlete and just showing up and training right listen to your coach showing up every day putting mm-hmm. one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. whether starting a business an entrepreneur right anything like you just got to get up and get the momentum going and i know i'm starting to shift in like more mindset i dig it man but uh consistency man i dig it i i thought on the the drive up here we were talking about how nobody knows what they're doing it's the truth (laughs) (laughs) but there is there is this need this necessity to be consistent before it is that you know what you're doing yeah and i think there's it's a lie who knows where it comes from that hey i can't really be consistent i can't keep moving forward unless i know exactly where it is i'm going or how it's gonna look yeah yeah and uh man just yesterday i was coaching a young coach and he was like tell me exactly what the plan is 
for a year's worth of programming if I want to be across an athlete. And, and, and you laugh because you know how silly that is. It it's really like, is. Well, you just do the best you can, but it's like injuries come up. Man, you progress faster or slower than you think you need. And this, this uh, thought that we have complete control over what's happening is yeah. like, is, is such an easy trap, I think. I, I love this conversation because obviously, right, we have a, we have a target. Mm -hmm. Which is necessary. 100%. To have yeah. a target that you can aim for, you have to have, right? Mm -hmm. At least some kind of an idea. I mean, sometimes you can do life blindfold, but that's I don't recommend it. Mm -hmm. Right. So we have a target we're aiming for. But I guess the conversation we're having is the unknown and the variables to get there. Mm -hmm. Right. Because what obstacles like you bring up talking to an athlete about, you know, a reverse engineered training plan for a year. He wants to know everything he's going to do to get to that 12, yeah. 12 month mark. And you're like, that's unrealistic because we don't know if you're going to ever get an injury or this or this is going to happen. Family stuff come up, whatever. And it's like the variables and the unknowns, that's the conversation we're having. And it's like, no, we don't know. But what mm -hmm. we have to do is stay consistent and keep showing up and putting one foot in front of the, mm -hmm. front of the other to attack that, that goal that we're aiming at. And yeah. that's the thing is like to encourage anybody in anything in life, right? It's like there's always those variables and unknowns that are going to set you back more than you think. But we're all always, if we're consistent, able to reach that thing we're aiming at faster as long as we just are relentless in our pursuit to never stop putting one foot in front of the other and just showing up and staying consistent. Yeah. I mean, it would be the same with your new bride. <laughs> you know, it's like, Hey, what do you think? I need to know exactly what life's going to look like 10 years from now. It's like, man, yeah, I, I don't no know, <laughs> but I pledge to love you. I pledge to, to support you through this process. And so I think what we're claiming is like, man, you do have to have some virtue. You do have to have some ethics and whatever you do, but, uh, for, you know, somebody that's like a professed control freak, you do just have to relinquish some control and know like, yeah. man, it won't, it won't go exactly like you, you, th <laughs> you think it's going to. Yeah. yeah. From a, a training standpoint, are you still pursuing competitive CrossFit and in, you're in the mix and, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for any listeners who don't even have a clue who I am as an athlete, which if you don't, don't worry about it. I understand. Um, so I had a unique opportunity, moved to Mayhem. We talked about Mayhem Mission, all this mm -hmm. stuff, right? Speed it, speed the story up. I went individual my first year. I was, I had this dream to be on Rich's team. This was his second to last gold medal on mm -hmm. team. Um, he went team with his cousin, uh, Chase, excuse me, Hillary, his wife's cousin, Chase. And they won. I went individual, came 21st at the Mac. That was my first, like, semi-final mm -hmm. that was my experience the next year i went team got to train alongside mayhem freedom on his final rich's final year of winning a gold medal on team i went with angelo de chico um uh world's fittest fire firefighter officially that year um anyway we were mayhem independence we came fifth at the games cool man which was awesome to make top it's five amazing. the goal was the podium and then training alongside rich that that whole year was amazing experience and then that Next year, so now we're talking about my third year at Mayhem, which mm -hmm. is this past year, mm -hmm. um, competing. I went individual, came eighth at the American East semifinal. They take top 12 to go to the games. So was right behind, I believe, Noah Olsen in seventh. Don't quote me on that. It might have been Will Moore, I think. Anyway, so made my first year as an individual this past season Amazing. to the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Um, ended up coming in 28th. 
place. Crazy cool experience um, leading up to it. For example, like the bike event that was the first event. Great event for me. I'm excited about it. Things don't necessarily go all my way, right? Like fall off the bike, have to get stitches in, oh. my, in my knee before literally 30 minutes before 100 wall balls and flipping the pig and stuff like that. Holy this smokes. is an example, like, right? But like, and I could talk your off about that. Um, but anyway, facing adversity is my like rookie season or freshman year, if you will. Mm -hmm. Loved it. It was great experience. Wouldn't change it for the world. Um, and then now to answer your question, to hone it back, right? To what we're talking about. I will be competing as an individual this year as well. And the plans to go back to the games and to continue to improve and actually show off my fitness and where I believe it's at. So obviously, awesome, obviously man. chasing the podium and You're to be the it. world's fittest man, right? You're in it. How old are you, Luke? Uh, 29. 29. You're in your prime. Yeah, I am. You feeling pretty good? I do. That's great, man. Well, I'm curious because you mentioned the games. Like another thing I, I think is a fascinating topic is us as humans, yeah. we say like, man, if I can just get this, then life will be easy, right? If I can just yeah, get married, yeah. man, it's easy street. Yeah. If I can just get to the CrossFit games, yep. man, life is everything I hoped it would be. And so now that you've made it to the games, you, you've accomplished that goal. How did you spend that? Like, how did you look at it? Was it a letdown? I was like, man, I thought this would be everything I, I dreamed and it wasn't. Was it more? Was it, you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. And I love this question. So I just, yeah, I'm, I'm fired up to answer this because like you said, like, you know, I moved to Mayhem, Rich. So the, there's a lot, you know, leading up to that. 100%. Yeah. It's my dream mm -hmm. to be a CrossFit Games athlete when I start the sport, right? Mm -hmm. And Rich literally turns me into a CrossFit Games athlete, the meat grinder, right? So all this hype, right? Oh, I, if I could just have this, then I'll have all life all figured out, like, to your question. And it's like, <laughs> So I make it to the games, you know, I, I do my thing and it's like, yeah, there's a little bit of, that's it. Mm. It, this is it. This is all that it is to be a games athlete. Mm -hmm. Kind of a little bit of a letdown for sure in certain, and I don't want to, you know, go down too many rabbit holes there, but it excited me about how, like, it made me so hungry because one, obviously, you know, I came in 28th. I, I, I wanted to do better, and I know that I had that in me, mm -hmm. right? So, like, that's mm -hmm. one example. But also of the growth every year, right? Because every year I've done the sport, I've continued to make strides and gains. Just, you know, if we're talking about, like, my, my fitness level and other things like that, experience level, maturity, all the things, right? So, yeah, it made me really hungry for more and for what's next. But, but the, definitely a little bit of, like, man... I, I hate that some people, they spend their whole lives trying to be a games athlete. And they don't realize like, yeah, it's awesome, but it's really not that cool. There's so much more to life. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, I don't like, don't get me wrong. It's awesome. But it's like, you, you sh I feel like any human shouldn't put their whole like life purpose into that. That's and, the conversation yeah. or the perspective I'm, I'm coming from. Yeah. And their identity, right? 100%. It's like, oh man, this, this is who I am. It's what I do. Yeah. You know what? Well, I, I was going to say, I could talk you off about that. And I, I think that's the biggest thing in the sport right now. And it's funny. I, I'm not going to, you know, change the topic here. But I, my wife and I just started watching Breaking Points, like a tennis Netflix documentary. Yeah. Or the, I mean, you, there's a ton of them. Like Full Swing is the golf documentary mm. that just came out. And then you got the quarterback one for the NFL. 
and I've, I've been watching all these professional athletes, you know, time back in the CrossFit, it's like, we're all the same. Mm. We're just humans. Mm -hmm. And it's like the biggest thing. And I, I'm going to use Mal O'Brien and Haley Adams as an example here. Um, you know, they just took a year off, you know, to, to the youngest, most talented individuals, which I actually have a personal relationship really with Haley, but, but both of them, I, I would consider them like my friends. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And obviously Haley through, you know, mayhem and stuff, but they're phenomenal humans mm -hmm. and they're doing so good. But like, I respect them for taking a year off and I hope it opens the eyes of a lot of these younger females of like the importance of knowing your identity. And it's like the, the identity conversation I was like, that we, we just brought up is, yeah. I just want, if you're listening to this, I just want you to know you're enough. Hmm. And it doesn't matter your performance because so many people look at, excuse me, let me back up. So many people have a performance-based identity. Like, hey, if I'm not high on the leaderboard, then I suck. But they actually take it to heart. Like, I'm worthless if I'm not high on the leaderboard. It's hard. Think about it. If you're 18 years old, you know, we're not, we don't have to use Haley as an example, but if we are 17, 18, she's competing with, you know, the world's fittest women on the biggest stage, all these eyes and cameras on her. And it's like, that's all she's done. That's all she's known. So like if, and I'm not now, this is not her mindset anymore, but this, this was something that she would struggle with and not know it back in the day. Like I have myself, like all athletes everywhere do is like this performance-based identity. If I'm not high in the leaderboard, I don't reach everyone else's expectations and I'm worthless. And it's like, no, like, you're enough. Like your identity is not wrapped up in your performance. It's not wrapped up in the leaderboard. And like, that's, that would, that would be what I am a, an advocate of and try to voice to everyone is, Hey, put yourself in a position to have a purpose-based identity, mm. you know? And mm -hmm. it's like, that's what you need. You know that you are valued and think about your friends and family in your corner. They love you no matter what you do. They don't mm -hmm. care if you come in last or come in first. I mean, coming in first would be cool because you know, you win a little bit of money, but you, you're enough and you're loved regardless of that leaderboard. Uh, it's so true. It's it's such a great point. I, I hope that's the, I imagine that'll be one of the highlights of the conversation that we're having. And is that, because I don't know them personally, but did they take time off for those reasons? I think people use mental health and these other conversations. And I think it's, you can look, I, br I brought up Breaking Point and these other, you know, Netflix docs and it's like, they all struggle with the same thing. They all have this performance-based identity and they don't realize it. I haven't heard Haley or Mal say that out of their mouth. I hate using their names. I wanted to use them as examples because I know them. They're, yeah. they're prevalent in our sport. Everyone yeah. who's listening to this, I believe, knows exactly who they are. And I, and I know they're all, both of those girls specifically are, are doing so well now. They're, they're mentally um, not cloudy. They're, they're clear on like that they're, they are enough. Mm-hmm. I just know this from local, uh, friends and hear, hear, hearing it from themselves and hanging out and seeing them a few weekends ago at Wadapalooza. I got to run into them and they're doing great now. Is I it? believe they're both competing. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt oh, cool. you. But anyway, I, I just wanted to bring that them up as an example because mm -hmm. we all know who they are. Mm -hmm. Well, that's really, yeah. And, and without knowing them, I could assume from the, the little details I know that 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 has to be a part of it, right? Because you said it, it's like what we all, it's what we're all dealing with 100 and it's an interesting topic because i was reading something and these aren't my own words but it said that centuries ago there was a lot more luck involved interesting yeah and and so today you know they say that we live in a meritocracy which means that that we say that what we get is based on our own merit 
So, you know, long time ago, if someone, if someone didn't do great in life, they would, they would say they had really bad luck. Interesting. Now they call them a loser. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And so we have this, this false understanding that we're in total control. Mm. And for those of us, and let's be honest, like probably anybody that would be doing a podcast or listening to this is not in the lower echelons of society. Um, it's like understood that like, hey, man, we've had a lot of privilege. Like we've had a lot of things that have worked out, but we don't call that luck. Yeah. We say that it's us that did that. Yeah. And so I think it's this prevailing, uh, you know, I guess you could call it story or narrative where it's like, hey, I'm responsible for the outcomes that I have at the games. And that means that defines who I am. And so if I don't do well, it means I'm a loser. And it's like, hey, man, you can lose without being a loser. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and that's that's the truth. And that's, hey, ultimately, that's what I'm, I'm like I said, I'm an advocate of. And that's what I want to voice, right, is you're enough. Yeah, you you can lose and come in last, and you're still a winner. Ah, oh, so good. It's so good. We've had similar conversations with our coaches back home, where the identity they have isn't as a competitor or an athlete, but it's as a coach. Yeah. And then if there's anything that happens, uh, a client quits. A client tells you that you're not doing a good job. They internalize it. They yeah. take it because the coach is their identity. It's not. Yeah. Oh man, my role my role could be tweaked. It's I'm not. I'm not good at who I am. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about that, that, you know, from, from a little baby, when you see a baby and they're first born, if we had to rate the worth of that kid's life on a scale of one to 10, what is it? It's a 10, yeah. right? It's a 10, not based on what they've done. Just the fact that they're breathing. Well said. And I, I, love that I think that's like a great thing for us all to be reminded of. It's like, Hey, we're, we're worth it just because we're alive. Yeah. Amen. And then, yeah, have a great purpose and you know, Go do the best you can with what you got. Yeah, amen. Yeah, no, I love that example, the baby example. Always a, a 10 out of 10 on the scale, right? Yeah. And it's like, I look at it, and this is how I deal with that kind of stuff. And, and I know I've, I've been a games athlete, right, the last couple of years. So I've had what some would say some success, but for sure I'm not on the podium, right, where I want to be or winning. But how do I deal with adversity mm -hmm. specifically mm -hmm. is it's that whole idea of like I'm knowing that I'm enough. But how do I, how do you know that you're enough or how do you have this purpose-based identity? And for me, it's like use the baby example. And it's like, I know that I made well, one, I believe that everything the Bible says is, is pure truth. And it's like, I know I'm made in the image of God. So it's like, you know, I, I know I'm made for greatness because God says I am. Mm -hmm. And it's like understanding God's word and understanding what it says and believing that it's pure truth. And like, that's it is like, God loves all of us and he created all of us to have perfect relationship with him. And that's why he sent his one and only son, Jesus. And it's like, that's why I, for me and my personal experiences is I get to wake up every day, even if I come in last in a CrossFit competition and knowing I'm, I'm, I'm a winner because of my relationship with Jesus and who he says about me, who he says I am. And it's like living in that. And I would just encourage people like, as far as a purpose-based identity, it's like, you know, like being the best you can be right? For your family and your attitude. Because what, what can we control at the end of the day is our attitude and our effort. Because if you go into a CrossFit competition, you come in last, if you gave all you had in your effort, there's nothing you can do else, right? You did everything you could. But like, what's where's your attitude at, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you know, like, can you encourage people in, in that? And then 
as far as like you said, relationship with your family, your coaches, your friends, like if you gave all your effort, like, hey, I'm gonna give you a high five because that's all you can control. You did everything you could, and you 100%. did a great job. Yeah, yeah at the end totally. of the day, we just gotta, you know, hit the whiteboard or um, just keep keep training hard, doing mm -hmm. all the things we can do. Man, I think it's really cool to hear your perspective on having made it to the games and I, I you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but to hear you say, oh, that's it. I'm sure it's demystified something that we've put on a pedestal. It's like, oh, I can do this, yeah. you know? It's like unlocked this psychological level. It's like, oh, I, I can play here with these guys in this way. So with that improvement in your mindset, like how has training changed this year leading up to going back, leading back to doing better is there anything that you came back from the games and you thought, man, I'm, I'm going to tweak this. Do you have a coach? Do you? Man, I could go so many directions with this question. Um, so let me just answer the last thing you said. Uh, you asked if I had a coach. I do have a coach. This last year, being a games athlete, honestly, my coach was myself. I did a lot of programming for myself. Mm -hmm. And how could I do something like that? Well, I had about three years, well, two and a half years of experience watching Rich just walk the whiteboard and go based off how, how his body feels and program mm -hmm. for himself. Mm -hmm. And not to mention, I had guys like Angelo DeChico, my old teammate, guys, excuse me, like Rich Froning, um, guys like Jake Lockert, who is the programming director for Mayhem. Yeah. So those three dudes, I could go to at any time about, hey, you want to help program for me, like a workout for today? Or, mm -hmm. or like, hey, what do you think about this? This is mm -hmm. what I was going to do today. What do you mm -hmm. think about that? So that was last year um, because Rich did the uh, – the age group qualifier and then he that was like his official first season of being like hey i'm retired i'm not gonna go to the games and compete you know i'm i'm in retirement which mm -hmm. is awesome he's earned every bit of that no, no doubt no kidding but uh so jake lockert the mayhem uh mark or excuse me uh programming director has hired on a few other guys to help him um with individualized programming and now they all collectively help each other to program for specifically, obviously their own athletes, but the games athletes as well. So we, a lot of us have individual coaches now. My individual coach is Mike McIlroy, solid dude. He's got a ton of experience doing individualized coaching, but he still gets to sit down with Jake Locker and like there's obviously the mayhem way, if you will, or the rich froning um, way um, as far as influence on the programming mm -hmm. but Mike gets to do his thing he and I communicate to each other so I have a coach um, and then that's the answer to that last part and then to get to uh, like how has my experience the games changed my mentality for sure it has now I'll, I'll add this because I think we're getting to a point in the sport where sometimes doing more volume at the upper echelon of the sport, I feel like most everyone does similar volume. Mm -hmm. Some guys do a little less, but they're already fit enough. Like someone like Pat Vellner, I, I guess to use him as an example, is a mm -hmm. guy now that I, I would say maybe trains less mm -hmm. volume than certain guys, but he doesn't, he doesn't need to train more because he's already so fit. He just mm -hmm. needs to get his body, because whatever he's doing, I'm, he's, he's doing it right. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, yeah, no he just needs to get his body ready for the next mm -hmm. competition. And like that's what I've learned in this past year was, Honestly, showing up to the games, I was beat up and banged up, you know, not to mention, you know, getting stitches on the first event. And I'm not making excuses or anything. I'm just saying, like, 
one huge thing I learned about the game specifically is once I qualified, the most important thing was to show up healthy. It wasn't about peaking at that moment of my fitness. It was being healthy. Hmm. And granted, ultimately, your goal is to peak your fitness for the big stage, obviously, because you want to perform to your best. But I would rather show up maybe not peaked in my fitness, but healthy, ready to throw down versus super fit, but also like banged up with injuries or things that I I can't go in full throttle into events with, you know? Yeah, that's awesome, man. So this year now that you have a coach, how does that... How does that relationship work? Do you guys now get together and you're saying, oh, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we we worked on this? Or do you break it down into more manageable chunks so it's not overwhelming to be like, yeah, this is what we're going to accomplish for a whole calendar year? Yeah, I mean, it's similar to the conversation when you're like, you said you had an yeah. athlete and they're like, hey, let's reverse engineer this 12 <laughs> months. It's it's similar to that. I mean, obviously, there's so many variables and unknowns. Like, hey, like, hey, this part of the season, we're going to try to get fit. This part of the season, we're going to work on weaknesses. And it's like right now, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. Trying to slowly build a little bit of volume and just like work on weaknesses, work on uh, like different CrossFit-y type stuff. And then, you know, as we get more in the season, you know, we're going to just add on a little more volume, a little more intensity and focus on getting a little fitter. So... That's awesome, man. From a mindset standpoint, is there anything you're doing differently now that now that it's not just a hypothetical, but it's like, hey, I've I've been there and I've done that, so I I do have. Ooh. It's not just a visualization. Yeah, it's like I have yeah, some experience. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. It's good. Um, I think mentally, if we're talking about mindset, for sure, it's unlocked huge, huge doors for me mentally. Right, like I knew I had what it took to be a games athlete. And then I, I became one on a team and then was like, well, I know I have what it takes, but I haven't done that yet as an individual. Mm-hmm. And then like this past year, I was able to do that for sure. That's unlocked huge doors of like, okay, like I've proved to m- myself, like not, I'm not even talking about everyone else to myself that like, yes, I do belong here. And then that, that just gives you a whole nother edge when it comes to competing. And then like the season and everything as far as like a mindset goes, but also like, and this is just me speaking off myself personally. Like, I think the biggest thing for me is like continuing to stay hungry. Like I am super hungry, but also like I've seen it happen in sports, right? Not just CrossFit, all sports all over. Like once people make it to a certain degree, they kind of like coast, you know, mm. they get a little complacent. Mm. And I think the biggest thing for me is, is staying mentally like I did my first year of CrossFit. I see still the, the mountain. Yeah, I'm 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 not I'm at the base of the mountain. I'm not at the peak. I still see the mountain where I want to be. I'm still super hungry. And that's that's the biggest thing for me is like showing up still like I have something to prove. You know, what I mean, I haven't proved anything yet. Yeah. Mm. Like if you look at the, you know, leaderboard last year, I was on the, I was in the CrossFit Games with the top 40 men and the fittest men in the world. But that doesn't matter to me now. Mm-hmm. Like there's still another mountain to climb. Like I that that for me is like what I have to hold myself accountable to, because if not, and then like everyone place fault to this in any any sport or anything in life right like eventually once you make it to a certain place it's not easy to keep that hunger mm-hmm. like it's easy mm-hmm. to honestly coast and get complacent mm-hmm. man that's really good this has been awesome luke before we wrap you've already given like some some awesome advice you are enough have a have a purpose driven intent in your life versus performance-based 
I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are big fans of you and big fans of what you've done athletically. What are some other things that if, if you had an opportunity to be like, hey, you could make this mistake, don't do that. And instead, like having been to the games, like having achieved some of the things that you, you've done, do you have any advice for people that, that would listen? Advice as far as just like life advice? I think so. You said something a second ago and it's like, hey, you know, the CrossFit Games is not yeah, life. It's not. It's not. It's there's not more, everything. There's more, there's more to life. There's yeah, more yeah. to life. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's it's hard for me to just divert from this. So if I had any advice for anyone, for sure, the first thing I'm going to say is, hey, get to know the, the one that created you. Mm. That would be my biggest advice first off. Um, but then I can, I can tw- uh, I guess, change the direction of that and go, hey, like, let's talk about mindset. And I'd say this is like, first of all, you're, I'm going to drop a few nuggets here, not just one thing. That's the first one we bargained for, right? The first, the first nugget is like, you're, you're always capable of more than you think. Mm. And that's just the truth, right? That's good. And we talked about, uh, I mean, now I harped on a ton in the beginning of this podcast was consistency. And that's, that's just it. Like you keep showing up and show, showing up put one foot in front of the other, like things are going to start falling into place and start happening. You're always capable more than you think. Um, and then the next nugget that I would just drop is like, you know, and it, it has to do with the faith that piece again. It's like, Hey, get to know your creator because you are meant, meant for more. And there's so much more to life than everything this world has inside of it. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, you're, you're meant to be a part of it. It's good, man. Those are good words. What do you want to leave people with? Is there any any place you want to direct them to? I know you're here for Mayhem Mission. Is there any particular initiative you guys are focused on the upcoming months? Yeah, I'll, I'll drop a few things. Um, Mayhem Mission, for sure, we're doing things all year. Um, I'll drop this just because it's fresh in my mind and I just had to shoot a video on it. There's so many things going on through the year that you guys can help support us. Um, I would just say follow Mayhem Mission on Instagram just to see like uh, updates and stuff like that. And obviously through Mayhem Athlete and CrossFit Mayhem, like we got tons of things going on. Um, cool, man. But the the specific one is we have a partnership um, with now, it's called Atlas Free, and it's a nonprofit that their whole thing is to fight human trafficking, right? Oh, that's amazing. So like what we're, what do we, why do we exist with Mayhem Mission? We do what we love, fitness, to fight what we hate, and that's evil in the world and just help serve people and meet them where they are. And in this situation, that is, human trafficking right so to do what we love to fight what we hate so we have a a workout we do at mayhem you don't even have to you can do it at your house you can sign up to donate but this is the cool thing if you your friends or your your gym get people to sign up the gym that has the most entries for this mayhem missioned event called mayhem for freedom workout gets to have rich froning 10-time games champion come hang out and visit your gym Oh, that's cool. And then on he'll top like of, fly wherever they yeah, are. He'll go wherever. He'll that's fly amazing. wherever in the country. And then not only that, there's like there's some extra little giveaways involved there. So whether it's yeah. So I mean, I think that's pretty cool. Like if I was a that gym is. and I heard that, I would be I would get I'd be getting everybody to that's sign very, up. That's very bold, especially if I live someplace like really boring, it's like South Dakota or you're, Alaska. You're, yeah, <laughs> you're coming to Alaska, Rich. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this. It's a pleasure getting to to chat and catch up with you and man good luck thank you brother yeah 
I enjoyed it.